0: Hello? Alexandra? Hey! Yay!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hi there! Welcome to another episode of Life Against the Current, a show where we acknowledge and empower non-traditional and unconventional paths to successes and goals. With me, Alexandra Stepanov. And me, Elaine Vargas, your first guest speaker! That's right! (laughs) Today, I have the honor of interviewing not only the founder of this wonderful project, but my best friend for 12 years,
0: Aww. Elaine Vargas. Holy crap, 12 years already? That's like half our lives, Alexandra. I know, we're old. No, we're not that old. <laughs> oh my god. We're getting there, though. We're getting there. <laughs> oh god.
1: <laughs> um. So... Today, we're going to be talking about her life against the current story, which goes from delivering her on the spot to managing a team of seven people at the age of 20 in a male-dominated industry to where she is right now, which is working at a state government agency without a college degree. So, Elaine, question for you. Hit me. What is your life against the
0: current story? Oh boy, my life against the current story. Well, before I begin, I do want to thank you, Alexandra, for being a part of this project. I could not have thought of anyone else better than you to collaborate with me. So thank you for accepting, once again, my crazy ideas of, like, creating a podcast. <laughs> you're so cute. <laughs> oh, I'm boy. glad to be here. Oh, I'm happy. I'm happy you're here. Uh, so my life against the current story is more like my career, um, it all started around the age where I probably should have been watching Disney Channel Nickelodeon, but instead I was helping out my aunt at uh, Opaloka Flea Market in Florida. Uh, she had a business there, and every weekend I would go out and help her out. So my, my business ethics started very young. Um, but my first. You can say that. Right? <laughs> Um, my first actual job, and I consider it like when I start getting checks and the IRS technically knows I'm working, <laughs> um, began at a pizzeria when my cousin calls me very nonchalantly and she's like, Hey Lane, are you looking for a job? And I'm like, mm, Not really, but what's up? She told me about the opportunity that it was going to be part time. Was it wasn't going to interfere uh, with my school. I was going to high-, to high school at that time and I accepted. Well, four years later, Um, I had the feeling that I kind of wanted to do something different. Uh, I love, love, loved my time there because I grew immensely and I built relationships that I still have now. I love my pizzeria people. Let's just put it that way. So my time, though, came to an end when one day after work, I, I came home and my mom has her computer open and she's like, hey, they're hiring at this dealership. You should totally apply. And she knows that I love cars. I wouldn't say I'm a car enthusiast, but... Understatement, you are. I mean, I know a lot about cars more than your average woman, I think, and say, like, I know what a VIN number is. And if you don't know, please make sure that you do know where your VIN number is for all you listening. (laughs) Very important to know.
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs)
0: um. So I applied and then the next day I told my manager at the pizzeria that I had applied and I was like, what should I do next? And he's like, you know what you should do? You should print out three copies of your resume, drive to the dealership and hand deliver them. And I was like, okay. And that's exactly what I did the next day. You weren't
1: like freaking out?
0: Oh, yeah. I definitely was freaking out. I was like driving in my little Scion TC like Wiping off my sweat, that type of thing, yes. Because ultimately, I was just going to deliver my, my resume, but I actually turned out getting the job and getting an interview while the, the same day. So that was, pretty, that was pretty crazy. And that, to me, was, was one of my first biggest accomplishments because I did that by myself, I, I didn't know anyone there. I didn't have any connections. I didn't know anything about the dealership business. And to be able to, to, to do that, I, I, I had to give credits to timing. I think the timing was excellent. It worked out to my benefit. Um, so while my time was short there, it's safe to say that I saw a small glimpse of the power of marketing. And that's because the way we'd answer the phone sometimes was very promotional-like. Um, so when I would answer the phones, I sometimes say, uh, hi, thank you for calling so-and-so currently we have our oil change for 149.95. Would you like to hear more? And I actually liked when people said, yes, I was like, cool, let me tell you more about it. <laughs> um, so with that said though, it was the first time I actually heard someone doubt me. And that was the person I was dating at that time. And he said, quote unquote. After I told him that I wanted to work for a really big company, let's say like you know, Toyota, <laughs> Nissan, uh, and do marketing for them, he basically said, "quote unquote," again, "I hate to burst your bubble, but that is very unlikely to happen because it is very hard, it is very competitive, and so on, so on." While oh my he, goodness. yeah, no, and, and did not know that, yeah, and don't get me wrong he was saying truthful things it is still very hard and very competitive but he did say that's likely not going to happen and to me it was it was tough but at the same time it didn't put me down I at that time I think I had the confidence enough in myself to know what I wanted to do and just go from there um So six months into working at this dealership, I actually got recruited by another dealership. And that's where the fun began. I was 20 years old, managing a team of seven people. And I was working in really high stress, high pressure, working 60 hours a week, six days a week, maybe even having three days off at most in the month. However, the pay was... Holy shit, it was crazy uh, just to say that I was making more than the average household income in the United States. So, keyword again, Girl. household. Yeah, it, it was a lot of money. But at the same time, Alexandra, I worked so hard where I would only have Sundays off. And I just wanted to relax and hang out with my family. I would barely see them because
1: I'd come home so tired. And were you doing school at the same
0: time? or? Oh, that's a great point that you mentioned that, yes, I was doing school. I actually... Graduated high school 2013 went into school FIU right then and there. And while I was doing school part time at this point, because again, as you can tell, that workload was very high 60 hours a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing part time. But during my stay at this dealership for a year and a half, I decided to put school on hold. And that was because I was going to school, I wasn't doing good at all, I was not focusing, I had a lot of pressure from my job, so I, I actually, like I said, had to put a pause to it. But yeah, I was going to it at the beginning. Um, okay. So, so, with that being said, of me working really, really hard at this dealership in 2016, I also played really hard. Um, I've gone through a pretty bad breakup. So working that much and going out and hanging out with my friends helps me out incredibly. Um, At my stay at this dealership, I'm going to say my digital marketing uh, passion began, began for real, for real. Because here, um, I would actually create campaigns for my team to execute. There were uh, telemarketing campaigns and email campaigns. And uh, so we had a digital agency that would do reports for us of how our digital marketing was doing. And I would review them and just pass it on to my boss.
1: Did you also at some point have a position within the dealership that was uh, titled with some sort of marketing related thing?
0: Yeah. So at this one, so dealership number two, I was the business development manager um, yeah, so if you guys actually Google business of manager, uh, things along the lines of digital marketing, it's, it's going to populate. Um, again, I fell in love with cars being sold because of my campaigns and people coming in because of the telemarketing that my team would do. And I loved it. I love being able to hear success stories of a car being sold because of something my team and myself did. So because of that... I decided to leave that job and pursue my digital marketing love. Um, There was, so Miami has a really, really, really big publishing company. And they had a event called Sales Speed Hiring Event. I had no idea what this event was supposed (laughs) to be about. But I applied because it had to do with like selling digital marketing to people and I was I was down for it. Little did I know that when I passed the phone interview and got invited to this event it was literally like speed dating. I had 13 I had seven minutes actually to speak with 13 managers and each of them had my resume at that time. So oh the yeah no there was it's a, a time. nerve-wracking experience. Super nerve-wracking I had no idea and I was seeing these people Alexandra they were In suit and ties, I was obviously professionally dressed, but much older. They seemed far more experienced than I was. But I think something that I, my my input into that was my passion to learn and grow, really, even though I, I didn't have much experience into that. So I actually got a call back that I was on for the second, third round, actually, of interviews. And I got hired. Around the time, I was super happy because obviously, like, it was incredible. um, But I was going through a really tough time because my grandpa was in the hospital. Um, And also, there existed an insecurity. And the insecurity began when I left dealership number two. And before going into the publishing company, which was... was. what What do you think my insecurity was? You know mm-hmm. me very well, <laughs> professionally, um, a professional in security.
1: Well, you were switching fields, yes, technically speaking. So like, I mean, I, yes, you were working at a, um, you were doing marketing, digital marketing work at this dealership number two, but that still doesn't necessarily compensate for all of the experience that other people in the room might have had.
0: Yes, you are actually absolutely right. But... The one I'm talking about also is that I didn't have a degree. Again, school was paused. And with a publishing company this big, I thought that, you know, that's the only way that you can get in. Right, right. So I was super happy when I got the call that I had got the job. And I loved it. I loved it, loved it, loved it. 2017 was a fantastic year. It was super fun. I traveled. And, I mean, with this job, I had three weeks of vacation. (laughs) So I took advantage of that. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I yeah. remember seeing
1: all of those posts and all <laughs> the pictures. I was like always, I always like stood back and I was like, I don't understand how she's doing this at like, whatever. How old were you at that point? 20,
0: uh, 21? 22? No, 22. Yeah, I was 22. I was 20. Yeah, I was 22. Okay. Um. So yeah, so 2017, it was great. Traveled. I mean, I've traveled all of the East Coast from Florida to Maine. I've done it. But this came with a caveat because with every trip that I would do, Alexandra, I would be more drawn away from Miami. I love the mountains. I love having a water view too. And I just wanted to live in a very scenic place. And while Miami is beautiful, like, like, yeah, like Amsterdam, like, oh my gosh, yes, like Amsterdam is beautiful. I, I love Amsterdam. Love, love, love Amsterdam. Um. Well, Miami has its beauties though I, I I wanted those things I wanted a mountain I wanted to be able to go camping go on a cabin trip, which are things that you can't really do in Florida anywhere in Florida um, nope. so Seattle has always been on the back burner because as you know, these big ass corporations um are there are here wow well, oh my god are here they're here <laughs> I'm here <laughs> holy crap um so yeah, so these big corporations are here, and you still have your mountains, you have the ocean, and you have city all within a two-hour radiate. Um, I actually never thought about living anywhere else but Seattle. That was a place where I always wanted to come. Um, so in 2018, came around, so 2018 came around, and I was on LinkedIn, just casually looking around. And turns out that they were looking for someone. The company that I was in was looking for someone in my position to be here doing the same thing. So I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to apply. So I applied. That same night that I uh, applied, I was going out with a really, really good friend of mine. And on the way to the Wharf, a super popular place in Miami, which I love and I can't wait to go back. Uh, we both looked at each other, her very quickly, because she was driving. And she said, what if you actually end up getting the job? And again, we, we gave each other that look. And we're like, nah. But not because she doubted me or I doubted myself. It was because she was my ride or die. We would always do things together. And a life without each other being close in proximity and going out like that was just unthought of but 45 days later i actually hopped on a plane because i had gotten the job and i was on my one-way ticket to seattle tacoma international airport with my mom that she came to move well to help me move um that first week that she was here everything was great uh but the day that she left oh my god i hate thinking about that day Because that was the first time that I, that extreme overwhelming feeling came onto me because I realized that I was all alone. That this is real now. Like shit gets real from this point. Um, Yeah. And you also
1: didn't have like the tradition, like you didn't have the typical like live in a college dorm and get used to kind of being away from home to begin with this was like your first move ever out to something new
0: absolutely and it is absolutely terrifying because when you're younger I feel like you don't really think much of it your friends are going to the same college you are you want to experience something else and you do it but this one no 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 this is a lot of thought into it (laughs) and when I first got here I loved my job it was going great um I was super confident with the work because, again, I had already done it back in Florida uh, with the previous company. But then three months into being with this company, they announced some really big structural changes where, uh, where words like furloughs and layoffs and position oh. freezes were mentioned and at that moment my world collapsed alexandra because think about it i moved for this job yeah i didn't move for someone i didn't i didn't move because i just wanted to move and so be it no like i moved for this job eventually i knew that i wanted the bigger picture which was amazon and microsoft these really big company but i wasn't ready yet i had just been like did my toes in here um so anxiety peaked i'm 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 going to say it, I, I suffer from anxiety, much less now. But at that point, it was, it was horrible. I mean, I questioned everything. Um, the structure uh, basically ins- included a shift in my role that affected the way I conducted my work. So it didn't feel right anymore. And to me, my job is not just a job. To me, it's my hobby. I love what I do. I take pride in my digital marketing because it's, I love it. Um, so I was so unhappy, financially super unstable, and my health was degrading. It was just like a domino effect. And that insecurity just rose up again. I did not have a degree. And at this point, Alexandra, I wouldn't lie if anybody asked me if I didn't have a degree. I never said I did. When people would ask me what school I, I I went to, I did say FIU because I did go to FIU. <laughs> Um, but it's just so competitive up here, people, a bunch of millennials in Seattle shooting for the same things I am and far more educated in an institution. Like they, they do have that. And I did not Um, but I still began applying and applying my efforts actually landed me an interview with Amazon, (laughs) but (laughs) they decided to do a internal hire. So that was pretty sucky. Um, I actually interviewed with Zillow, too, but that didn't work out. So September 1st, I saw an opening for a digital marketing position at the office of the Washington State Auditor. couple of things. First of all, obviously, this deals with the government, so I had no idea you can do digital marketing with the government. And second, I didn't really have a solid idea of what the office of the Washington State Auditor does. Obviously, now, fast forward... I know very well. Um, but anyways, that day I applied because I felt like I had nothing to lose at this point. I had been applying, been rejected. It was just not a good time for me. And you were still working. During- yes. Yeah. Yes. And I was still working um, at this at this job, which I was not happy. You know, I, I like I said, my job for me is my hobby. I, it, and it's it's a good thing and it's a bad thing too, but it can kind of be a bad thing when you're, career and your job starts degrading because a lot of your emotional starts degrading too because you put so much effort and you love what you do. Like that's that's a really hard thing about being in a job that you really, really, really truly love. Um but it's a rewarding thing. I love it. So I applied. I hadn't heard anything for a I don't know, maybe like two or three weeks. But the day after my birthday, I actually got a phone interview with them, which this was in October. The following week, I had a very robust in-person interview. And then I actually designed concepts for potential strategies. It was pretty robust. I've never really been in an interview like this. Um, but it was awesome because it really tested my abilities. And I know exactly where my now boss was going with this. So I presented it to them. I felt pretty confident when I left that in-person interview that I had done a good job but still the thought of me nailing a position like that at this point was a little far I I felt confident in in my time there while I was doing the interview but in myself I lacked it because again I'm gonna go ahead and repeat it at this point my biggest insecurity was still the fact that I hadn't have a four-year college degree while I'm sure many people which I know many many did apply for this position that were very qualified like I was well exactly a week later I got the call from my now boss telling me that I had gotten the position so I was just like so happy and super excited and Alexandra she actually asked me a question so after, mind you, after she told me that I got the job, she told me, so just to clarify, you don't have a college degree. You haven't graduated yet, right? And I told her, no, I haven't graduated yet, but I do plan on finishing. I just put it on pause because I'm out of state right now. And it is true. I do plan on going back. That's a given. I do plan. When? Not really sure, but I do plan on going back, for the record. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, no, 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 because I feel like she noticed the tension in my voice she was like no 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 the reason why i ask is because it's pretty impressive that you've gotten this far without a college degree because she really honed in on my uh, references when she said that it was like a weight being lifted off my shoulders because that it not only meant that first of all i had gotten the job working for a state agency without a college degree but also that my boss which is a very reputable woman, told me that. So I felt like the world was in my hands at this point. Um,
1: you just, I mean, I'm amazed at the amount that you've accomplished. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, like, I hate thinking, you know, Alexandra, I hate thinking about it because I was just talking to, to Jake, my boyfriend, the other day. I was like, being this successful, this young, is pretty intimidating because many people build their names 10, 15, even 20 years in their careers. I'm not going to say that I build my name, but I can say that I'm a little successful. And it's scary because, which is going to sound a little strange, but I, can just, I can't fathom to think what I will accomplish in the next 5, 10, 15 years, 20 years. I, it might sound like I'm just tooting my horn a little bit or sounding like I'm giving off a little extra confidence in myself, but it's just crazy. It really is. And so I've been here since November uh, twenty-six was my hire day, and I've been living a dream. I've been living a dream. And I always said, if I get this job, everything will make sense. When everything was so fucking shitty... I always said, if I get this job, everything will make sense. Because I can't be a digital marketing and communications lead for the Washington State Auditor in Florida or in anywhere else but here. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. It just gives me chills sometimes thinking about it. Dios sabe lo que hace. Dios sabe lo que hace. Dios sabe lo que hace. Mm. And these are the prayers of my mom, my grandma, (laughs) me <laughs> be <laughs> everyone has been praying for me up until this point, and they continue to do so and i think i can't I don't have the word to thank them enough because the shit that I've been through here and I'm still trying to pick up it's it's been tough but but i'm I'm thankful I'm thankful for everything that has happened to me thus far i mean twenty eighteen was. The best and like highlights, but also the the worst year of my life, like the worst. I've never experienced such drastic emotions like I did last year. And mind you, this is all being so far away from my family, like Mm -hmm. so far away. But I don't have the words to thank my partner, Jacob, and his family and his friends and the friends that I've met here too. I couldn't have done it without them. And without my family support, of course, in Florida, I couldn't. Mm -hmm. And without you.
1: (laughs) So then from all of this um, craziness of going from one thing to the other, Mm -hmm. um, what road sign or tool do you wish you had that maybe could have helped you better pave your road?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Um, but I think I would say prepare for the what-ifs. If it is a what-if, is because there is still a chance that those what-ifs might actually happen. I didn't prepare emotionally, financially, physically. I did not prepare for the what-if. And you might ask me, well, what is the what-if that you didn't prepare for? What if your job that you were moving across the country for didn't work out. It did not dawn on me for a second, Alexandra, that my job would, for lack of better words, fail me like it did. And it was mutual because it, it fails me and I didn't want to continue anymore. And I was just, I didn't know what to do. I doubted everything. I doubted my decision of moving. I doubted... um I doubted everything, I really did doubt everything and I didn't calculate the expenses very well so financially I was really bad so I would say like, prepare for the what-ifs but even while that time that was really bad like I said previously, what kept me going was just the support system that I had I could not have asked for a better support system than, than my friends and my family and my partner for sure that's what gets us through life it's what keeps us going it's it's what keeps us moving it really does and and sometimes we feel like we don't need anyone but we really do we need people we need people to be there for us when we need to even if it's just to listen to us but we need them we need them and i'm a pretty independent woman (laughs) but i need people (laughs) oh my god (laughs) (laughs) i mean how independent could you be if you move across the country by yourself you have to be a little independent (laughs) No, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. And I know. I know a
1: little something about that.
0: Yes. Yes. It's, it's not easy. It's not easy being independent and thinking that you can rule the world by yourself. You really can't. You need a good support system.
1: Exactly. So, now that we have your road sign or tool that you wish you had had, Um, what would you give to others? So what's one directional sign that you would leave behind for anybody that's going to go on a journey like yours?
0: Hmm. I'm going to give credit to Reshma Sajani for this one because she said it first, or at least I heard it from her first, which is start before you're ready. Now, it might be a little contradicting to my what do I wish that had helped me or like that I I wish I had before embarking on this journey. But I owe all of this to that, to begin before you're ready, because we give so much thought and we look at it from this angle and we look at it from that angle, up and down, left and right, diagonal. Like we look at situations from so many angles and ideas that we really can execute And we might actually have a really good plan at doing, but we don't do it because of so many reasons, like fear, doubt, um, lack of planning. I think planning is the biggest area where people just fall off because they realize how difficult it could be and how much discipline it requires. But if you just keep going, even if it's not perfect, I think you're you're at a great start already. So... For many things that I've done in life, including my career life, including moving across the country, I wasn't technically ready to do it. So far, it's worked. Even if quote unquote it didn't, it worked out well because I learned a lesson from that. So I will always live by begin before you're ready. Thank you guys for uh, taking a chance on us. Yes. On life against the current. And listening
1: to our little project.
0: Yeah. Yeah, in hopes that it can just shine some light on some of us and all of us at the same time. And help us feel a little bit
1: less alone. Yes.
0: Preach. (laughs) Mic drop. (laughs) Thanks, guys, and we'll see you next week with Alexandra's turn. All right. See you next week. See you next week.